This is Polykill, where two men, outnumbered by their games and at war with time, undertake the quest of defeating their lengthy backlogs. Please adjust your seat and prepare your ears for the banter of your hosts, Jake and Travis. Hello once again everybody, welcome to an all new episode of the Polykill Podcast. As always, we're your hosts, I'm Travis, and I'm sitting across from the also hungover and tired Jake. Hello Jake. Hello Travis, yes I am tired. I'm surprisingly not as hungover as I thought I'd be. We should be more hungover, I we agree with be, you. Maybe we, we're still drunk. I don't know. I nah. hope not, because I just drove four hours. You did. You did. <laughs> you did. So yeah. for those of you who don't know, of course, uh, we spoke about it in the past, we are back from a video getting video getting i don't even know do we even number this one 26 26 okay yeah so they all got I, numbers I, I think i showed up at 19 or 20 is that right so yeah i've been, been doing these a while now no oh, good good ah, now good it's uh as a veteran of them i gotta say they've maintained quality over yeah, 26 you know a good one i feel like we played a lot of video games yeah that's what we're supposed to do and uh had a great time yeah it was a good time it was a good time Absolutely. so if we do sound a little zany a little punchy uh, we're fitting this in. We're making it happen. Yeah. But we are coming off a four-hour car ride, uh, a rainy four-hour car ride. Yeah. And we're coming back from a place that we didn't want to leave. Correct. But uh, we're excited here to talk to you today. We've got a good episode, I think. I think so, too. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right. Uh, so if you're new to the show, uh, generally what we do is we talk about the games that we're playing, the games that we've beaten, and occasionally the games that we have acquired or want to. And usually we'll wrap up with a bit of discussion. I think we've got a good one for you this episode. So hang on to your butts. It's going to be a ride. I gotta say, I think we make the episode a lot more fun than it can be described. I think so too. I mean, I think you know you have to experience it from back to front. You can't just read the description and be like, "I got it." What other things do you do back to front? Um, I read manga back to front <laughs> because it's Japanese and kind of goes from back to front. Which way do you wipe? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it depends on the day. It's kind of like whether really? or not I ask for a receipt. You know, after you make a transaction, they're like, do you want your receipt? It's completely random how I answer that. Really? I'm always no. I mean, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I kind of want a receipt. And sometimes I'm like, nah. When do you want a receipt? Like, if you I just don't, no don't trust the business? I have no idea. Like, yeah, I say yes document no. this for me, please. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the only time that I could think of that I absolutely always request a receipt is in uh, and, and, and a place that doesn't normally give it to you, right? Like if you go to a CVS or a Walmart or Target, they're always going to give you a receipt. But like usually at a restaurant, they're like, do you want your copy? Yeah. Right? Cause, Maybe. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Uh, but the only time I, I ever do um, is when I spend uh, spend a lot of money on food. Oh, like a big amount. Yeah. You might do it for a big amount, just in yeah. case. Like if it's like six bucks, I don't S- care. Something you think you might return, maybe. Yeah. Clothes would be a good one for receipts. Always. We're getting in the weeds here. Yeah. All right. So we have uh, actually put out quite a bit of content over the last week. We have. We've pushed it out. Yeah. Pushed it out like an unwanted child. Wow. <laughs> or a wanted one. Either way, you got to push those out. <laughs> good point. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so anyway, so if you, if you head on over to polykill.com, you'll see that we did release some stuff uh, pretty much daily. Of course, it, it started off uh, with the Just Beat It videos that we're releasing right. pretty regularly now. Yeah, we're doing good with that. Doing great with that. And then um, I uh, wrote a couple silly blogs. You did. You had fun with them. Just get a little caffeinated. And lately, I've been a little stressed at work, and it was kind of nice to have a little window of opportunity to have fun with words. Yeah. You know? It's yeah, just sometimes fun. you just get so constrained with like trying to make everything sound you know, technical and, and meeting specs and all that. And it's, it's, it's tiring. I don't do that as much as you do, but I do it some. And to be able to just 
type what comes into your brain is, is nice. And getting in a good caffeinated state Ooh, where boy. you Tell just me. feel like you're slaying. Like, we'll go to lunch and we'll be hanging out. And I'm like, I'm funny today. <laughs> and I'm going to go type. Yeah, I'm going to go make sure that everyone has the opportunity to experience this. Whether or not they take me up on it is right, up right. to them. But I need to make sure that opportunity is available. Nine times out of ten, I'll go back and read it later and be like, this is garbage. Nah, it's but in the moment, I'm like, this is fire. Yeah, this is award winning. Yeah, like, it should win awards. Absolutely. Speaking of caffeine, mm-hmm. I got a little caffeinated and made a pickup video. You did? Yeah. It was awesome. I got really, like, my wife uh, is currently working second shift. She's about to come off of that, though, so that's exciting. Oh, good. Um, so, for good reasons? Yeah, for good reasons. Okay. Yeah, yeah her, her choice. Uh, so... Anyway, uh, it was one rainy Saturday. Uh, we were getting that, uh, you know, overspray from the hurricane. Not, you know, any harm's way at all, but getting some rain off of it. And uh, it was a Saturday, and I was just sitting at home by myself. And we had like a late breakfast slash early lunch. So I guess you'd call it maybe, I don't know, I'll throw a couple of words together, like a brunch. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I've never and, heard of that. Yeah, it's, I, I, yeah, I think I'm the first one. Uh, so we, we ate, and then she left for work shortly thereafter, and I was just sitting around. You know, I played a few games, watched a, a, some YouTube videos, and just had a cup of coffee, had a Diet Coke, and then followed up with another Diet Coke. And I, like, normally caffeine doesn't consciously affect me, right? Normally it's just... I, it gets me through the day, and if I don't have it, I notice it, but when I do have it, it feels normal. But I was at the point where I was so caffeinated, I was realizing just how jittery I was, and I was like, I need to do something with this. And it was raining, so I didn't want to go outside, and I didn't really want to leave the house, so I was like, you know what I'll do? I've gotten a lot of Switch games, I'll make a pickup video. So that's what I did. And I uh, ended up doing like three and a half, maybe four takes of the thing, and I had enough energy to get through all of them. Uh, and there, you know, it was like 15-minute video, and, you know, the one that I ended up keeping was 14 minutes 15 seconds and it was non-stop games like it was crazy and it was fun it was fun yeah and of course i get the the privilege of editing those things and yeah, you, uh, you got the preview yeah and it's it's fun because uh you make it really easy because when you're caffeinated like that and you're talking fast or whatever there's not many opportunities for me to cut anything out you're just right. rapid fire you're just rambling like i usually if i record a video i'm going through and cutting out all of my takes and i do sure. all of my takes kind of together and then i'll just crop it out later right um but you just blitzkrieged it and I do want to apologize to people. I don't know why it's only in one audio channel. Yeah, I don't know why that happened. But it is, it's funny. It's a great pickup video as yeah. far as pickup videos go. You know, it's good. Yeah, I tried. It's you know, good Because, like, you know, a norm, like I, I guess I do that with the vinyl and, you know, sometimes and I, I explain a lot because a lot of what I like in music is not necessarily widely known. So I like to give context but with the games. It was just like... Oh, y'all know what this is. I'm just going to, except for like a couple. Of right, right. Yeah. And that's perfect. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to explain, you know, every right. Mario game or everything. Yeah. But, you know, you get, you get a... You know, I got I, the Count Lucano or nothing. Yeah, that's, that's tell people about that. People don't know about this. It'd be it'd actually be kind of nice to put some some video game footage over that, but it's a lot of work. It We're just trying too to much work. It's a lot of work, but more work than I have time um, for. But yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, I learned about a lot of games because you pick them up. Yeah, it's good that we put our creative energies, our caffeinated en- energies, toward creating content. Right. You know, it's good because uh, I'm very susceptible to caffeine. Like I'm, you we, are. We got here today. I got the coffee going. I'm already. Yeah, I can, motor I can tell you're buzzing. I can tell that I've picked up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of being on the show, it will do that too. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it could be dangerous. So we could be doing worse things with it. We, we could be, we totally could. You know, just popping amphetamines in certain, you know, cults or something like that. But we're exactly. not doing that. We're not we're doing that. Not yet. Slowly sipping coffee and trying to talk our way through a podcast. But please go uh, check those out. So yeah. we. Oh, and I also did an unboxing. I guess you I'll did. bring that yeah. up. Make sure you bring that up. That was fun. Yeah, and that's a good segue anyway. So we'll go ahead and take it into recent pickups and. Hun- 
radar. And so, my pickup, and I did mention it last week because I was excited about it, but I did get my hands on it in the last two weeks, and that was the Holy Diver, the NES right. Collector's Edition by Castlemania Games. Go to Castlemania.com if you'd like you know, one for yourself. Well, this is not an affiliate thing. We're not affiliated with them. We're not. Yeah. We're not just just but but if you if you like that kind of stuff you'd like the yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a really good package for it was a collector's impressive. edition. Yeah, and so I did the uh, the unboxing video. Yeah. I don't you know, I did one other one for goof goof's sake for right. the mystery box. Yeah, uh, that was fun. Part of Cartridge Club. Uh, cartridgeclub.org. But for this, you know, I really was just you know, digging into a box and I didn't know what was in it. It was going to yeah. be fun. And uh, it was really hot in here. I sweated all the way through it. You mentioned it, yeah. Yeah. I tried not to sweat on the wares. Like, right. I was very careful, but I didn't want to, you know. Yeah. But it was a limited edition thing, 2900 made. That, I got. I had like a number associated with the one I got, which is always fun. Always. And, uh, and obviously, it's a great game. It's 30 years old. Yeah. And I, I keep forgetting that it's existed. I'm like, you know. Yeah, it seems like a homebrew. It kind of does. Yeah. Now. I mean, not, not that it's like low quality or like no. suspect, but it's just like we didn't hear about this game and we didn't have it. And Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was late to the party on it, and I, I'd sort of always shut myself off from Famicom games because, like, well, I don't have a Famicom, and I don't, I didn't really ever care to research them or know a lot about them. Sure. So it was interesting that I'm thinking this one has so much, you know, I know that the the references that they're making are global, but it seems like such an American thing. Yeah, like it's to have, very rooted in American. Culture. I mean, they're all Americans, all of the characters, all of the rooted, yeah. uh, you know, characters that are in there, which are supposed to be, of course, Ronnie James Dio, right? And then they make references to Randy being Randy. Uh, Randy Rhodes, Rhodes of course, yeah. and then Zach Wilde, and then Ozzy's also a character in the game. Right. So he's like, why was this never released in the U.S.? This was sold like hotcakes. Yeah, totally. And it's I, such a Castlevania game. I mean, it's well made. It's good. Solid game. So Yeah, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, so it's awesome. So I got that. So please, uh, to round out our content there, we have uh, a couple blogs, little silly blogs, uh, a pickup video from Jake, and an unboxing video from me. So please go check that out and support our YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, we could certainly use the love there. Absolutely. Did you pick anything up outside from what you showed there in that video? I didn't. Uh, I mean, the video was a lot. I mean, I think, yeah, and even honestly, since that video's come out, I, I've gotten a few more games but I'm just not going to talk about them yet because I feel embarrassed getting all these games don't but, but I'm, I'm getting them you know good deals and I'm trying to you know uh, be smart about it like uh, Best Buy the other day they had I'll, I'll mention this one I guess Rayman Legends like the ultimate edition it was uh, 50% off just so it's like 20 bucks brand new so I snagged that uh, for Switch, obviously. The only thing that's uh, that I haven't gotten that I almost did but just didn't because we were going to Geddon is the new Tomb Raider. So I might pick that up next week. And you, you'd get that on... I get that on Xbox One. On the Xbox One. Yeah, because it is 1X enhanced and I want to get all them pretty visuals. Is that even coming out for the Switch? Uh, no. I didn't think so. No, it's just going to be on your, your, your PC, PS4, and the old uh, Xbox. Right on, right on. Yeah, so no, no real... You know, sustainable pickups. Well, what what might you be picking up that's coming out over the next? Yeah, couple let's weeks talk here. about the radar. So we're finally kind of getting into that area where the games are starting, the the releases are starting to kind of pick up a little bit. It's getting hot. It's starting to get a little hot. Uh, I guess the one that I have, uh, and we're looking at the range between September twenty fourth and October eighth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got two, and uh, the first one, Super Mario Party. Yeah, I really yeah. want this. It looks like a ton of fun. Have you watched any of the the footage of the mini games and stuff? I saw some stuff like just from that initial trailer where you can touch, put your Switch screens together right. and draw a line, which and is it's apparently sort of, like crazy cool. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know, real, really cool in person. But they've got a lot of cooperative stuff. 
uh, like you got to row in a boat with each other. So it's like four players and you're all rowing in a boat or uh, trying to catch fish with a net or like trying to sort things. And it looks just like super fun. Right. Uh, and uh, obviously it's a Switch game, so I need to get it. But it's one that's kind of high on my list to kind of play. Um, you, you can know, see yourself maybe playing some of it with your parents. And- yeah, like that's that's sort of the, the, the uh, provocation, I guess, to, to get this sooner than later is because, you know, one, I know the price isn't going to go down. And two, you know, I had a lot of fun playing 1-2-Switch with my mom and I figured this is something she would have a blast with too because it's you know it's non-video gaming gaming in a way you know right it's it's, it's, it's not they're transferring experiences onto a video game but exactly. it's still yeah I understand yeah, so that, that one's that one's high on my list I actually went ahead and put some money down on that at GameStop the other day so I'll be getting that on release day very cool uh, for me, I'm looking at, of course, and what I'm sure you're looking at as well, yeah. the first episode of Life is Strange 2 will be dropping on September 27th. Yeah. On the big stuff, I, not the Switch, but the right. PS4, Xbox I'm hoping that eventually these will make their way to Switch. I mean, it's a perfect platform for yeah. that. Um, but, you know, I do have to play this game because I loved everything about the first one. Obviously, we've raved about that game for two and a half years, I think, or something, you know, the first one. Right. Um, and then I really liked the Captain awesome captain spirit captain spirit awesome adventures uh and then i finally saw the like full like pre-release trailer to the whole season that dropped i think on friday or thursday uh and for season two that is and it looks awesome so i'll be playing it for sure i'm kind of torn on whether or not to get it now rather than uh wait and buy the whole thing but i think there may be some reasons for me to go ahead and buy this now that we'll get into later Right. Okay. I see. I see what you're you saying, what there. I'm saying there. Yeah. I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm excited for it now. It, strangely, um, I still haven't played that Betweener. I yeah. I don't know how it's going to connect, or if it will, or if it's just like in this fictional universe they've created. You know. Right. I don't know, I don't know if it's going to connect. Yeah, but you I, should play it though. It, it, it's super easy to get through. I keep for. I just honestly keep forgetting to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it's a good hour and a half. It's an easy game to play through. I'll need to jump on that. But anyway, that's Life is Strange 2, episode yeah. 1, dropping soon. I'm also looking at, and it's a game that I've pre-ordered, and I don't pre-order often, but it you was because not. Amazon was like, hey, we're going to take yeah. away everything that was awesome about this program. Yeah. And so uh, myself and you, of course, and our friend Scott at VG Collectaholic went wild went there. Wild. I didn't go wild as Scott did, but... Scott, he just goes, he's a wild guy. He goes wild. He goes wild. He goes wild. Uh, but I only pre-ordered three games, and one of them was Mega Man 11. Yeah. And I'm excited about that. It looks it's so really cool. good. Just it does look good. I, I played oh, the demo. Uh, which I'm not a Mega Man aficionado. I never got into them, uh, you know, back in their heyday, and never followed the series. I will eventually be buying these, right? The the one and two and the X one and two collections on Switch. But I'm just not that good at them, so I don't enjoy them. I think it'd be more fun to like do like you and Mickey do and, and sit down and, and power through them like that. That's the only way, really. I can stomach to get through them yeah i mean you know with the password system and all that stuff sure. i could plow through it on my own but it's always more fun to have oh, someone else interested absolutely. to you know pass the controller around on yeah. and, and all that stuff so yeah so i'm excited I, I for need some, like, secondary gratification of playing it because just i don't know yeah you know what i'm saying well maybe this modernized version i mean it's obviously the same style it's not going to be that different from other platforms nowadays i don't think i think it's going it's to still infuse. pretty tough it's I mean, of the, course it's tough the, the demo yeah. that i played was like it still was like 
tough. But visually, it's just it looks so good. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's just the perfect mix uh, between yeah. new and old yeah. that you kind of look for in that kind of thing. So no, I yeah. definitely like it. So that's October 2nd, PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. Switch. Of course, I'll be getting that on the Switch. Absolutely. And then one that we share, it's an odd one. Yeah, no, it's it's odd, but it's also not odd. It makes a lot of sense for both of us to want this game. Really? It does. Well, explain that. Uh, this is uh, fa- uh, with Fist of the North Star, Lost Paradise. So, obviously, you have, um, I guess, some buy-in on this, because didn't you recently play through this or buy this? I played the uh, NES version right. of the game. Exactly, the NES version. Which was as enjoyable as stabbing your foreskin with a fork, but... right. It's interesting. It's interesting. The reason I have buy-in is this is from the development team of the Yakuza series. And I know that this game is going to be very similar right. in so concept. So it's going to have that. That's a buy-in for me. Because sure. I, love, I love their approach to game development. And that's quite. That's almost exactly why I'm interested in it, too, when I see mm. like the comparisons to the Yakuza series, which I have not played, but right. I know there's a lot of good things about. And there's this. I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. This is maybe my little Yakuza experience I can have, because I, I am sort of interested. I've not seen any of the... Of the anime that it's based on. Right. I've only played one shitty NES game version of it that was made 30 years ago. So, yeah. like, my tie-in's loose. Sure. Very loose. But you, you've got enough curiosity there. I'm curious. To, yeah. What could it possibly entail? It looks How wild. will it go? I'll so. say, uh, I've watched some some of the gameplay footage that's been released, and it looks just balls-to-the-wall fun. So, Do you think we should uh, maybe take a try at a couple episodes of the old anime? Get some oh, context. I will do that. Yeah. In a heartbeat, if I can find it. Now, is Lost Paradise, is that the name of, like, a... Uh, uh, version of that you know what i'm saying like I, I really is it like know. a you don't know anything about I, I that? just know that there is an anime on which this property is based all right well we'll move on from that then but it is yeah. interesting and it will be coming out on october 2nd as well yeah on the ps4 only correct all right well what happened last time let's check it out previously on polykill jake goes hard in on the switch and details his recent pickups for the console while trev finally gets through streets of rage 2 along with the show's sponsor mickey jake commits to playing the all-new spider-man while trev relapses into sports games listener questions get answered and the third anniversary of the podcast gets celebrated for the topic of this cash and we're back all right so uh, good episode last time of course celebrate yeah. three big old years as a podcast three big old years that's crazy like when you mentioned the other day that like some of our our content was like put up on youtube in 2015 i was like what i know like even though that is literally three years ago it it just seems like so long ago now yeah yeah and so, none of those have breached 80 views no but no, of course not but still it was uh it's crazy that that we've been at this that long and you know, no end in sight. Yeah, I, I, that's great. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's fun. Again, to bring it up, what we said last time. If you told me three years ago that we'd still be doing this in three years, I would have probably not believed it. I thought this yeah. was going to be yeah, sort of a, let's see where this goes, this little adventure. And right. I could see us getting a few episodes in and then maybe petering out somehow. Right. But no, man, this no, is like, first... I'm not saying I live for it, but I do, like, I schedule a lot of my life around this. I make this happen. Um, I've lost, I've gotten, okay, over the course of the last three years, mm-hmm. lost two parents, I got married, and I'll be having a kid. Major, major life big, changes. Big life, big life events. On schedule for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I have not had any of those things happen, but I've still been here. <laughs> right. You, you even missed a couple. I, I, you had, I, I mean, you had totally to. missed a couple, yeah. But I mean, that's not, it's not a knock on you, but it's like, right. it's no. crazy that you only missed a couple. Right. Like three years we've made, we've made it managed to get together. Yeah roughly every two weeks to sit down here 
and just talk about what we've been playing. I know. It's pretty it. impressive. I love it. Uh, also, you uh, you took a turn at uh, the old Spider-Man there, and yeah. I had a sports game relapse, which you, might come to an end now, um, given that my favorite sports college football team has let me down, Just and I am so no hard. longer motivated, mm-hmm. at least for the time being, to touch anything related to sports. Right. So yeah, you can get back into some some actual yeah. uh, video games. Yeah, I'm over it now. I'll move back on to to other stuff, other things. Oh, oh, gotcha. Right. Gotcha. So games that we've completed. Yeah. Uh, you go ahead, since you've got a few more than me. Uh, yeah. And, and ironically, and I'll just lead off by saying this, um, you probably saw the tweets if, if you follow the podcast, but I mean, like, as soon as we recorded an episode, you went bam, bam, and B2. That was hilarious. I, 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 yeah. Last week. Well, yeah. Well, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Right after. I mean, uh, usually, uh, I guess we recorded on, what, a Saturday last time? It was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. And uh, it's just, it's a relaxing day. Yeah. And I finally had time to get in there and, and, and go wild. Boom, boom, bow. Yeah. So one of those, one of those was, of course, Detroit. You're right. Yeah. You've been you've been playing on this one a while. You you said you had to kind of be in the in the right frame of mind. Yeah, I need to, to be like this. on my game, but right. I wasn't evidently because all of my yeah. endings were garbage. That's now I love the game and I love that my endings can be garbage. Right. That's like, an awesome possibility. Right. I like that. That me too. Like yeah. I was pretty dissatisfied with all of my endings, but I was like pretty crazy that they can really just kick me in the nuts like that as a video game like they're not holding my hand to the end and being like are you sure you want to do this they were like you fucked up yeah and you're done that's so cool it is pretty cool now no, i like that one of the um obviously when it comes to games like this where the endings are you know several they're very varied right. they could be anything uh you want to Find someone else that's played it and kind of talk to them about what they've sure, done. Sure, talk through it. And so, of course, Musty Hobbit mm-hmm. there from the Second Breakfast YouTube channel yeah. and our friend Briz. Yeah. Uh, we got a little Twitter chat going there. Those are the other two guys that I had known that had beaten Completed it. The game, and yeah. if you've beaten it, come at me with your experiences. I'd like to hear, hear them all. But we all had, none of us had the exact same story to tell. That's so cool. And the threads that we had woven uh, were very, very separate. Like That's almost to the point that it almost didn't feel like any of us had played the same game. That's impressive. It is very impressive. So none of our endings were the same. None of them were really even close to be hmm. to be fair. And so we were really impressing each other with like, you got to do what? You did what? That happened to where? And so it's worth it to play nice. it and then also have that buddy. So I can't wait for you to play it. Yeah, I'd like to yeah. hear how yours ends. Um, and uh, my, my all of my endings are tragic and awful and frustrating, but. Sure. I, I got to say, if I had to make the same choices over again in the game, I, I really don't think I'd do much different, to be fair. That's cool. Because I really don't know where a lot of it went wrong. Like, I can't really point to one specific It wasn't thing. like one big... Kind of like the, some of those adventure games where it's like... That fucked me. Like, yeah. that that point. Yeah, like, that I was good thing. up till now, made one mistake, and the whole thing's over. Yeah. This is where it went off the rails. Yeah, there are some... Some I'm sure things there are like big that crossroad moments, yeah. certainly, but also just you know you can just trend down a path that just sort of yeah. sets you up later for something. Do you find yourself like sticking to like a certain mode when you're playing those games? Is like like you you're interpreting these characters' choices as you interpret the character, and even though you feel like maybe things are spiraling a little bit, you kind of want to stay true to the character and continue down that frame of of mind, or do you kind of play that as this entity that's a third party that's observing is like I shouldn't do this I should do that I think um, and this game does it really well where even though you have three you have three characters Mm -hmm. that you control in the game right and they're all in three very different environments right but they they're still like a blank canvas like you are basically creating who they are by your actions and everything like that but does the context inform how you interpret them sure I mean yeah, yeah, for certain. Yeah, but it's all based on. 
I always attribute them to what I would do. Okay. Yeah, that that's kind of what I was driving at. Yeah. Right, which is like I try to basically stick to the my my approach to a lot of those games are peaceful moral good. Sure. And evidently that doesn't always work out for me. You need to be a little more pragmatic sometimes. Well, and I try to be logical. There are certain sacrifices the game forces you to make. Right. But you have to make the the, the okay. choice, the better of two evil choices, but um but yeah, that's that's sort of the approach I took. Okay, but there's some there's some other stuff in there. I mean, it's, you should play it. We should talk about no, it. I in definitely a, plan to uh, in, at length because it's really hard to like get into this gritty all these scenarios yeah. without spoiling anything, and we don't want to do that here. But right. I do recommend the game to everybody because uh, above all else, it is gorgeous. Mm, I've heard this. I mean, the facial stuff is just amazing. Sometimes I couldn't believe I was playing a game. It was just so beautiful, like nice. the the way the mouths matched up with the cut with the 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 speech mm. and all that was better than I'd ever seen. And I know this is like you're manipulating a movie. You're not playing like um, right, you right, know, fully articulated characters. So it's it's right. they had a lot more, I guess, resources and power they could put toward that aspect of it. Sure. But it was so important to the game that it makes it makes it. You know, just having all that fidelity in the face and the emotions and all that stuff. It's very cool. It's very good. Very cool. Uh, another one. I'll, I'll do another one real quick. Yeah, um, I'm going to talk about mine for a minute, so feel free to just sure, roll sure. through these. Oh, yeah, I'll just do them all then. So uh, the other one that I beat on that Sunday yeah. was the Cartridge Club Portable Game of the Month, Gargoyles Quest on the Game Boy. Yeah. And it is a predecessor to, of course, uh, uh, Demon's Crest. No, not, not Soul Blazer. Not Blazer, but, no, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Demon's Crest uh, was on the Super Nintendo. Of course, Gargoyles Quest 2 on the, on the Game Boy. So there's a little... Um, lineage, a little bit of a series there. Yeah. It cr- crosses a few consoles, but so fun. It's perfect for me. It's just a, uh, and I think I talked a little bit about how it operates yeah. in the last episode. But it's a perfect length, I think, especially cool. for a Game Boy game. You could maybe get through it four to five hours, and it's That's decent. It's more yeah. than I was expecting, frankly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's and it's tough, but in a fair way. I think it's just right in difficulty, at least for me personally. Cool. I enjoyed it a lot, so I did beat that one as well. Uh, another one, and these were two that I had written uh, little goofy dumb blogs about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that called we them game side chats and just sort of got goofy with them. You can check those out on our website, polykill.com. But uh, one of them was California Spleen. Yeah. Which is uh, California Speed, of course, yes, the sabotage yes, action. Uh, California Spleen, I don't know. Would it be just to be wearing sunglasses and then <laughs> being out on, on the beach? I got that beach buddy. Yeah, Spleen. probably. No, all right. Well, I did play that, and that is a racing game, of course, an arcade racing game. It doesn't really stand out too much other than I thought the tracks were really interesting. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. in your in your fireside chat, game yeah, side yeah, chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I get a little Roosevelt-y with it, I thought, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, the, the cool thing about those tracks, they all start out pretty normal you're uh-huh. just on a highway with cars it looks nothing you know too different from like a cruising usa or something like that right that's what it made me think of but then they all morph into something uh crazy or not like too crazy but something different or unexpected at the end like sure. one I, I talked about on the in the blog was that you know you're going through i guess it's supposed to be silicon valley mm-hmm. and then eventually you're just kind of going through the inside of a computer and then you're going like through a like a cable and a port and kind of traveling through the computer and then you just kind of come up the other side back onto the street and so that's it has fun. these little these it's little california-esque things. things about it that's cool uh, you drive on top of the golden gate bridge you jump through jump across aircraft carriers like it's pretty neat for the N64. Yeah. I was impressed. Like, when you see California Speed, I'm thinking it's going to be based in reality, rooted. You're right. just going to travel and through San Diego. You're going to race in L.A. It's just going to be different cityscapes. But they really embraced the California aspect Made of it. Made it a video game. Made it a fun video game. Yeah. Super fun, super arcadey, but uh, not too t- difficult, I don't think. Sure. Cool. And then Xena Warrior Princess, the Talisman of Fate. Mm. Why would you play this, Travis? Travis, why would you play <laughs> Xena Warrior Princess, the Talisman of Fate? Why not? Yeah. You know? I just happened to find out it was a fighting game. 
See, I would have not expected that. Me to neither. Be fighting game, yeah. Me neither. I, I was just totally expecting some action adventure thing. See, I, I would I would think that it was a, as a gauntlet or Diablo style game. Maybe even that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, turns out fighting game. Okay. Not terrible. I mean, I'm not a fighting game expert, sure. but you know, it wasn't the worst thing I'd ever done cool. in my life before. Um, but yeah, check out more about that on the blog as well. But beat that. It takes about 20 minutes. Oh, that's nothing. Big Xena. Yeah. Mash some C buttons. Cool. Run through it. Boom. 14, 15 minutes. Very nice. Bada bing, bada boom. Boom. Done. Roasted. What you got? Well, I beat one game, uh, but it was one expansive experience, uh, and that is Spider-Dude. 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 Does whatever a Spider-Dude does. Does or can? Can. Wood. Wood do? Wood can? I don't know. Canned wood? Sure. Go on. Yeah, it's Spider-Man. Obviously, everyone's talking about this game. It's all the rage right now. Uh, it's 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 kind of blown up in terms of numbers of sales. I it sold an average of 1.1 million copies per day through its first three days of release. Jeez. Um, it's now officially PlayStation's fastest selling game ever. Um, huh. So it makes sense. You know, obviously Spider Man has a larger audience than just video games. I can't imagine that uh, there's some people that didn't have a PS4 that bought one just to play this. Um, sure, or that I, fancy PS4 yeah, that exactly. has a Spider-Man right on it. Which those sales numbers doesn't even include those. Oh, so, well. Um, yeah, it's pretty incredible. I don't think it includes digital. So, like, it, it went wild. Um, so, the game itself, you know, I... I think I mentioned on the last podcast before um, that I had, you know, just gotten it and just kind of gotten started in it a little bit. But that game just completely absorbed all of my gaming time and, and pretty much all of my free time uh, for the week after I bought it. It just became an addiction. And I can't think of the, you know, part of my motivation to play it was I didn't want anything spoiled because I knew there were some, some big story points that I didn't want to be spoiled. But the other half of that was maybe even more than half of it was just how damn fun the game is to play um it just feels so good um to to move around and and you know the swinging mechanics and the traversal and all of it it's just you just i don't know it's been a very very long time that i've played you know since i played a game that made me want to play it as much as that one did um I would say even it's more mechanically satisfying in many ways than God of War, which a lot of people are comparing it to God of War for game of the year comparisons, maybe. Yeah, I mean they're obviously the two biggest PS4 exclusives to come out in ages, Uh, but um, yeah, I mean you can't really compare them on a lot of levels. But anyway, uh, I finally beat the game. I think I probably spent around thirty hours in it. I got ninety-one percent of the game complete. Um, I'm just missing a few side missions. I got 80% of the trophies, which is kind of crazy for me because I, I I never go after trophies. Were but you, were you actively trophy seeking? Af- actively doing it because it's just so fun to move around. It's just like most of the trophies are based around finding things or getting the collectibles, and usually I don't give a shit about those. But this is just like, you know, I want to go do that. I want to go find all these backpacks. I want to go hit all these radio towers. I want to catch all these pigeons. Because there's something else to them, too. When you find them, they, there's there's things to absorb from that, right? Like the I backpacks mean, have stuff that are kind of neat right. in them, right? Those are, those are cool. Um, there's mild story points to some of these, but some of them are literally just go take a picture of this. Huh. So, it's fun. Uh, but anyway, long story short, I mean, this is easily on my short list for Game of the Year. And it's one that I will definitely go back to. I'm definitely going to get the DLC and play it when it comes out. And I really just can't wait to see what else Insomniac does with this, you know, version of Spider-Man. Because it is a unique interpretation of Spider-Man, even though that there are, you know, um, story points that are expected and the characters are all the same. It's very much their own version of it. And I really, really, really liked it. A lot. Very, very cool. I will say that the ending of the game, I teared up 
at the oh, ending. Oh, wow. Like full on. Because like, the uncle died. Uh, no. Oh. No. I know uh, he does. He does. Yeah. He does, but not in the game. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of a game that I've, I've played maybe ever that actually kind of moved me that much. So huh. it was very, very impacting. Well, that is interesting news. I didn't realize that uh, old zany Spider-Man could uh, could pull on the old heartstrings that way. Incredibly good writing. Especially a staunch stone of a man like you. I am not that. I've never once seen you emotional about anything ever. That's probably true. Yep. Well, that's good. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing it at some point. Yeah, I can't wait for you to. Kind of, maybe I'm bumping it up above God of War at this point because it just, while God of War, I'm sure, is an amazing game, yeah. the amount people are just having more, people are more amazed at that game. I it's feel like people are having game. more fun with it. Yeah, say, exactly. It's definitely more fun game. You know, God of War is more of like reading a great book in sure. a way. And it's very mechanically satisfying, great game, and it'll still probably be my game of year just because I like the mythology more. Mm-hmm. But. Spider-Man in terms of a video game, it's so damn fun. Now, is there going to be a Jake's Take video about Spider-Man? There might be. You know, like I, might, I might elaborate a little bit more and go in full spoiler mode for that one. Yeah, it's fun to do that sometimes. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'd, I'd be... Uh I'd be down to edit that for you if you wanted to cool. draw that up there. All right. So that's been Spider-Man. So good job yeah. there. For getting, a, getting a beat. That's a big one, too. And that's a pretty decent-sized beat. One. And I beat it within a week of release, which is always fun. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So now you're that's on exactly the, what I do with God of War. Right. You're in on the hype. You're in on the talk. Yeah. You're in on the chatter. Yeah. All right. Cool stuff. Well, let's take it into other folks that have just beaten the game. The Polykillers. Yeah. Just beat it. You didn't beat it. Shimon. I'm sure that went well. Um, yeah. All right, so remember a while back there, I said that we had a guy who's uh, started listening to the show, mm-hmm. bought him a T-shirt, right? Was was plowing through some old episodes. Oh, when do I get my cut for the, of the the shirt pr- proceeds? They go to your sister. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. She, I gave her the six bucks she got a long time ago. Oh, yeah, okay. she's good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I got four more dollars. She she owes us a Horchacho shirt. She does owe us a Horchacho shirt. So she, she will get paid she, yeah. when, when she when she, she produces. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, he was burning through our episodes. Right. And uh, we were like, maybe don't do that. I mean, you can, but maybe <laughs> but yeah, maybe, maybe try not to do, like, just the good ones. Yeah. But uh, but now he's uh, he's stuck with it. Evidently, he's hashtagging. So Cole McAllister at C underscore McAllister 16 finished inside. Oh, he finally finished inside. <laughs> it's it's that you're officially a man. Yeah, feels yeah. good. Goosh. <laughs> Give it the old goosh. Uh, there's a lot of jokes about that one. I like it. Finishing inside. It's good. But he also finished Far Cry 5, Super Hot, Limbo, and Ori and the Blind Forest. That's crazy. It's a good, it's a good crop. I mean, those are great games. We featured all those on the podcast we at some point all. or another. I mean, you. I haven't played Far Cry uh, 5, but obviously the rest of those. Uh, I am, uh, also didn't play Ori, so never mind. I played a few of those. Yeah, those are all great. They're and they're, great. you know, between like, you know, Limbo and Inside and Ori and the Blind Forest, you know, that similar mm. flavor. Right. It's all good. It's all, all good real stuff. good. All good stuff. Also, uh, Flock of Nerds at Flock of Nerds, who invented five new sex positions called Sparkle 2, WrestleFest, The Simpsons, A Way Out, and Spider-Man. Well, those are fun sex positions. They are very fun sex positions. I butchered that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. I had no idea where that was going. I should have read it before. <laughs> I wish you would. I just looked at it. I was like, uh, A sex position called the WrestleFest. WrestleFest. Could be fun. Could be very fun. Sounds like a natural thing, but a way out may be my favorite. That's <laughs> that's really. Good. Uh, right. I mean, Spider Man could be a fun one too. Yeah, yeah, and The Simpsons, of course. I don't know how, what that entails. Yeah, I don't but know what Sparkle Two would be. Probably hilarious. Yeah, probably. All right. Yeah. Well, 
that's been it. So congrats to uh, to those two folks uh, yeah. there. The flock of nerds, of course, consisting of Miles and Catherine, who beat a lot of their games together, and yeah. one Cole McAllister, who just joined the ride. So mm. thank you, Cole, uh, for continuing on and beating some games for us there. And congratulations on being a poly killer. If you hashtag the game and you just beat it, you took a screenshot, you put it on Twitter, don't worry, it'll be on the Just Beat It video. And who knows when that'll be out, but soon probably. Probably. Okie dokie. All right. So if you are i don't know a sex position i don't know i mean there, there's multiple segues here but yeah i need i need i need a good one uh i have none if you have a sex position you'd like to share feel free to contact <laughs> caltech this episode is sponsored by caltech technologies llc caltech focuses on product development in robotics web apps mobile apps home automation or some combination of the above to learn more or to start a conversation about your future product or idea send an email to info at caltech that is info at c-o-w-d-e all righty so if you like what you're hearing so far be sure to check us out on facebook at facebook.com forward slash polykill podcast cartridgeclub.org is a website where we post our content all over there so check it out uh the current game of the month for the remainder of september is doom 2016 so play along if you have not uh you can also find all of our content as we mentioned at the top of the show over at our own website at polykill.com we got videos we got blogs and our podcast are all available over there. If you want to drop us a line, send us a happy note, a nice nude, you can send that to polykillpodcast at gmail.com. You can also listen to us on Spotify, and you can also rate us on iTunes or whatever service you use, whether that's Podbean, Podcatcher, or whatever other word you want to put after pod or before pod. And you can also check our website at polykill.com. I already mentioned that, but you can also (laughs) check us uh, over on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash polykillpodcast where we do pickup videos and other goofy shit. Did you say something about a nude? I did. I said if you want to send us a tasteful nude. Oh, tasteful nude. I don't know that I said tasteful. I said a good one, maybe. Well, a good nude? <laughs> I don't know what I said. I was rambling there. We're just having fire. fun here. You were great. Yeah. You were great, but you slipped that nude in there. And I I was, <laughs> Hello, Pete. All right. Hello, Pete. All right. Now, for the foreplay, the games that we're grinding upon. Right. The games that we're actually playing now we haven't beaten yet we've not finished them to completion but we're still grinding yes, yes. so for me uh texapus travel <laughs> <laughs> also known as octopus traveler also known as octopath traveler yeah that was like a two-layered that was thing yeah, there had several branches to get through i took the octo down to hexa right took it down to took it down to and then changed the path to puss right which would have been octopus but i made it hexapus right because that would be like an octopus missing uh two tentacles right which would be a hexapus. Correct. Which would be a fun thing to exist. Yes, it would be an insect. Well, not if it's an octopus. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah. I uh, So before I started playing Spider-Man, I was playing Yakuza Kiwami. I'd been playing that for uh, probably a week and a half or two weeks, pretty steady. Got Spider-Man, beat it. So I've been kind of on this third-person action, hand-to-hand combat thing for a few weeks. And I just kind of wanted to take a step away from that for the time being. And I want to get back into uh, Octopath Traveler. Uh, keep that momentum going because I'm around, around seven or eight hours in and I just want to keep pushing on that. I, I know that game is a little lengthy, uh, 30, 40 hours or so. So No longer than Spider-Man. It isn't. It isn't. And it's just as fun and I love the battle system. So, yeah, I'm not going not gonna to keep on that. You guys know I love it. So oh, Well, I'm glad you're still having fun with it. So yeah. that's what you're going to focus on. That's probably what I'm going to focus on. You know, I'm, I'm going to bring it up again. Go ahead. But we're, we're nearing. We're nearing it. We're yeah. nearing. Uh, it's, you know, it's it's. It's close to autumn. It is autumn. 
Is it officially? Yeah, as of yesterday. You son of a bitch. I so it's, it's autumn. <laughs> and uh, and you still have a uh, New Year's resolution hanging out there. I do, and that's the only one I have left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but they those games are big, real big. As far as I know, you've not really started many of them. I've started all of them. Is that a fact? It's all. It's all also a fact. All right. Well, let's see if you can do it. Let's see. I don't think you can. Are you worried about it? I'm a little worried about yeah, it. You should be. There's also no stakes. I mean, what's going to happen if I don't? I wish there were stakes. We should put stakes on it. We should have done that. Yeah, like a nice I think you purposely line. said before we shouldn't put stakes on it because I don't want to have to do it. I think you said that. That might have been something I said. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so maybe you will, maybe you won't finish one of those big RPGs on your list. Yeah. Some of those included The Witcher, Persona 5, Fallout maybe Breath 4. of the Wild. I don't remember if that was in there. Uh, Fallout 4 for sure. You could do that one, I think. That's the one. Fallout 4 is one I have like 40 hours in. Already. Yeah, you could probably knock that out. I probably could. All right. Well, good luck with that. So yeah. for me, I have been playing a little bit of Breath of the Wild. Okay. And uh, I don't know if I have a goal in my... I've just been kind of farting around, I'd say. <laughs> just a little bit of farting. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. I think that's what you do in that game. It's mostly what that is. I mean, I know JD calls it his like Zen game where you can just kind of go and... It's oddly relaxing to play that game for the most part. Right. And I don't know if I'm really accomplishing anything, which kind of bothers me deep down. I like, you know, I like mm. checklists. I like sure. I like getting through the, the logs, the quests and that kind of thing. But I'll just find myself seeing if I can do something for two hours. I'm like, I oh. want to climb that mountain to see if I can coast all the way to that mountain no, without I've, hitting the I've ground. I've totally done that. And then I'm like, why? I didn't accomplish shit. You didn't. But you I lost all my swords on the way. <laughs> yeah, I lost all my swords because right because they break, they, they break constantly, and I accomplished nothing. Do you have enough energy to get from like a high mountain to another high mountain? I currently have like a full circle and then a little quarter of another circle on my that's meter. Not, that's not much. It's not a ton. No, no. no there's a, there's often panic for me in that game. Oh yeah, because I'm like, don't think I'm going to make it. Now climbing a mountain's fun because I just look for like the next little flat spot and get there and stand there long yeah. enough to refill and then keep climbing. But right, I mean, pro- in I don't know if you've done this because like I also like to climb mountains in that game, but it seemed like I just hit the worst weather when I'm doing that. And you can't climb the side of a mountain when it's raining because it's slippery. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so like. I, w- I would get like all the way to the you know near the summit of this mountain, and then it would just come just come a good rain, and I can get to the top. And then I just have to glide back down and, and try it again. I guess in, in better weather. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, I'm having fun with it. I That's mean, good. I I'm I don't know what I should be doing. I feel like the there's probably like a quest in there or something. I think I think the point is to beat Ganon. You oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that is, but I feel like that is too soon. It's too soon, <laughs> and it's hanging out there over my head. And I'm yeah, like, I love how that that quest though is there from the start. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like don't forget, right? Don't forget what why don't we're forget. here. You got to beat this guy. Yeah, so I've been uh, I've been doing the quest early on where you you get like an album of pictures and you got to go to those spots yeah. and take that picture. Yeah. I love that design. I like it too because yeah. it's very. Open ended. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, very yeah. open ended. But uh, so far, I've only found one. They're kind of hard to find. Yeah, right think, off the bat. I think I've done like four. Get out of here! Really? Yeah. Huh? I didn't realize you played the game that extensively. It seems like a long time to get that. I, I haven't played it in a long time, but I did play it a lot earlier this spring. Okay, kind of when I got it. So. Well, I'm going to keep plugging away on it. You should expect to hear about it for a long time. Of course. Uh, and then also uh, blood cells. Blood cells. Now, those are important. You should have them. You should have the red ones and the white ones, but not too many white ones because that means you're sick. Yeah. Yeah, the red ones, they just kind of hang loose. They do what they do. Yep. Uh, this is, of course, a dead cells. Right. Which you could end up as dead cells if you're a blood cell. Ooh, yeah. um, you know, viruses and whatnot. Right. Let's not get too far into that. Let's talk about dead cells as a game. I uh, I put some 
time into it, maybe three or four hours, and just uh, you know, rinse, repeat, dying and not dying. Right. But I got to uh, maybe the I got to the first boss, in fact. Oh, you got to the the concierge. Yeah, I got to the first boss, yeah. and I was a hair away from defeating him. I mean, uh, it seriously, one more hit, uh, and I was out of potion, and I was scrambling, trying to you know get right. my hits in, and he 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 shoots some fire across the floor, nicked me, he got me, mm. and I, I went down, and I just didn't have had the gumption sense to go back because I was so close. Gotcha. But so he's got fun. pretty learnable patterns once you kind of get in there and, and fight him a little bit. Yeah, I think my my problem at that point was I just took a, like my damage. I just mm. take a lot of damage currently. Sure. And so I just had to be real. I think I maybe got lucky to get to him when I did. Uh, I think I need to get a little bit yeah better boost, before boost I help with some skills. Mm, exactly. I, I would say one of the most helpful things with with that boss in particular is like those wolf traps. Yeah. Because you just lock them into place and you can't do anything. I love the traps. They're so good. Yeah, it's, it's a fun game. Great game. Have you have you gotten any closer? No, I I got to near the end of the penultimate level, which is kind of like the final full level before the final boss fight. Ah. And uh, I just I the levels are so you know Metroid like that I don't really know where I'm going. Sure. Yeah. So like I just kind of ended up you know I would take a door and see where it goes. And I just kind of ended up kind of going down this rabbit hole to where I was in like I, I what I assume is like the dungeon of this final castle, and you know getting locked in rooms with like two elites that are just beating the ever living shit out of me. And I had like I got my health up to like over eighty five hundred, so like I was I mean, a bit of a tank really. Yeah, that's like, a, lot, that's of a lot of health. But man, they just they just got right through me. So. Hmm. Yeah, it's just more, more, more to grind for. Sometimes you feel like you're not making progress, but you get a little further. Yeah, and and you learn. You know, that's the, this is the important thing to remember is you know just learn and honestly just take it slow. That's that's the key to that game is just to explore, 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 explore. Yeah, and I think uh, that was a good tip for me when you said that because yeah. I was just kind of I was sort of just taking the first door I got to. Yeah, I, I thought maybe that. you know mm-hmm. you want to get as far as you can in the game, but of course you do. You do. You yeah. just want to take your time doing it, and that was sort of something that I kind of had to learn to do because I thought maybe spending more time in this area was not a good idea because I could die. But right. the important thing is you want to take time beating as many guys as you can. Yeah, because you get more cells obviously, and then yeah. you, you you know they do have a chance. A lot of enemies have a chance to drop some of those uh, scrolls that you can boost. Absolutely. Your so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's been fun. I've it's enjoyed a lovely it. game. Oh, absolutely. And then the other one I've been playing on a little bit. I'm losing some steam with it because it's getting a little boring, Ooh. and that makes sense because you have <laughs> sabotaged it here as Dragon Warrior. <laughs> yeah, I did the third. Yeah, and it is. I mean, it is an NES RPG, mm, you yeah. know, but it's perfect for if I just want to zone out, listen to a podcast, and about cannibalism or whatever. A lot of lately. Yeah. Yeah. The Donner Party, man. Wild shit. Dude, if you have not read up on your Donner Party, like maybe, because I feel like in, in grade school they touch on it. They're like, and the Donner Party had a tough time, but they don't they don't go into they don't, it. They don't dive deep. It's crazy. Yeah. You were telling me some of the details on our trip. It's nuts. That's insane. It is nuts. Uh, of course, I, I heard most of the content about it on the last podcast on the last. Uh, last podcast on the left episode about the Donner Party, right. which is a good resource. But if you can't take uh, that kind of content, maybe just go to the wiki page and read a little bit. It's crazy. You, know, you probably didn't know a lot of the stuff. It's I pretty didn't. crazy. But anyway, speaking of Dragon Warrior, a little boring. Yeah, uh, not as fun as cannibalism, believe it or not. That's that makes sense. Yeah, but what I do like about it because I do have the complete um, box. So I, I have. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I have like the manual and the maps and all that That's stuff. That's really cool. And the manual has a bit of a walkthrough in it. It just kind of tells you like oh. where you should be, at what level you should be at. That's and handy. That is super handy because those games I just get lost so quick. They knew that. And that's yeah, they wanted yeah. you to. They wanted you to to play it. You know, they wanted you to experience it as if you didn't. You know, you were an adventurer and you didn't really know where you were going. Right. I kind of like knowing where I should go in those games. Yeah. I ain't got the rest of my life. I just don't think they had the resources on those old you know memory space and all that to to 
outline that within the game. That's why they threw that shit in the manual. I guess so. Yeah. But it's super helpful. So I've been cool. running through it and enjoying it because of that. But lately I've just been like, nah, I'd rather not. Ah. And I don't know if I'll finish it, honestly, but that's it's cool. it's there for me if I do. That's very cool. Let's take it into the discussion. Now, I did a lot of karaoke last night, so that you was... Did. I still got a little twinge of pain in the back of my throat. Mm, I have a sore throat. A lot of Eddie Vedder coming out of me. Yeah. But uh, that's just that's just how it goes. So oh, I wasn't able to get uh, full full discussion there. But <coughs> in this discussion, we're going to be talking about uh, sad things. Sad things, I guess. <laughs> no, no, it's not as sad as the Donner Party, but it is. It, yeah, there's always some shit that's sadder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah always, right? Always some but it was still a gut punch, and this is a this timely episode, and we just kind of thought maybe we'd uh, reminisce about some some stuff. So maybe you should lead off yeah. talking about some of the context here. So, uh, okay, so we're recording this on the 23rd, and I guess it was probably around Friday or Thursday, just before this Sunday, uh, Friday. news broke of uh, Telltale Games. Um, laying off most of their staff, and I think they're keeping on a skeleton crew to like finish up some obligation they had to Netflix or something. There's like some weird Minecraft, right? Yeah, the Minecraft thing. So, like, I think that's all they're gonna do. They pretty much confirmed at least everything that I read up until now confirms that everything else that was out there uh, that they had announced, like Wolf Among Us Two, Stranger Things, have been canceled, and that they're probably not gonna finish the final season of. The Walking Dead, which is insanely tragic. Oh yeah, insanely I am. tragic. And I was sort of when I heard the news, yeah, I was like, "That's that stinks." Yeah, but in the back of my mind, I was like, "Well, they've already announced the Walking Dead series. That means they're probably you know pretty close to being done with it or done with yeah. it." And I'll at least get that bow, you know? Yeah, that final. Yeah, I'm invested in a lot of their series, but that's the one that got me into them. That's the one. That's that the one most I wanted to care about. And that's yeah. the one I wanted to see finished. But it turns out. Don't think they're going to. They're only going to finish the second episode, and maybe they'll try to conclude it briefly like maybe. that. I mean, it'd be nice. Having an attempt would be nice. Yeah, I'm sure that they're scrambling trying to figure that out, If I guess. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I haven't really, you know, taken a deep dive into the details on, on what led to the demise, but from everything that I remember about them, I know that they went through some layoffs before, and I think that, you know, the general consensus is that they were just a poorly managed company in terms of financial allocations and all that sort of thing and maybe spending too much money on buying up these license agreements maybe i i I don't know um but the sad fact is they did do a couple of massive things for like the modern gaming era which is you know kind of re-emphasize the the narrative and kind of come back to strong writing and good storytelling and kind of bring that point and click back that you know that was sort of uh Lost the adventure genre certainly took off. Yeah, and not maybe not entirely. We we've had things like we've had other adventure games, right? Yeah, we, you know, you got the the nine nine nines and that kind of thing. Right. But in the terms visual of novel style, yeah, yeah. But in terms of this sort of like decision making aspect right. and this narrative driven component, pretty novel. Yeah, and and well done. Yeah, and then like you know, obviously when with that comes the. I won't say copycats, but, you know, they, they influenced a lot of people to make this style of game. And there have honestly been a lot of shitty ones uh, that have, have you know, sure. made the attempt. But, you know, it obviously without Telltale's The Walking Dead, we would not have had uh, Life is Strange. I was that about to say that. Yeah, I wouldn't think um, uh, that we would. Yeah. So, you know, what we're going to do now, you know, we're, we're talking about you know, Telltale and, and how sad this is. And, you know, I still kind of have this hope somewhere 
that something good will come out of this and these people land on their feet and reform and I, I don't know. You know, I still kind of we discussed it. We, you know, this is this would be a prime opportunity for Microsoft to sweep in, yeah. buy this, make them a first party developer. You know, get some Xbox exclusive Telltale games. I mean, how cool would that be? I can't imagine that would be hard for them to acquire. And I know Microsoft's been in a buying mood lately, but you know, yeah, I'm that, with you. That would I mean, have been, a, I guess, because I thought of it. Yeah, or I said it. it at least. I expressed it. Uh, but yeah, I think yeah. that would be a great pickup. I mean, it really would because I mean, it's a recognizable brand. They already have these licenses. I mean, a lot would come with that package, but. You know, I, yeah. I don't know. Don't see any movement, on and I that. don't know a lot about how that works. Same. And, you know, yeah. I'm not going to pretend like they can just go out and do that. Right. You know, there, there's probably some other things to consider, but it would be cool it if it were to happen. Cool. Just because I really want to see that style of game continue, and I'm hoping that that the message from the closure of Telltale is not that the games that they were making were not profitable, but maybe there were other reasons that led to you know, their closure and, and not this style of game. Because I do love it. Yeah. 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 All right, so uh, we're going to talk about some other developers, developers that we loved or loved. We still love them; they oh, just yeah. don't exist. They don't. They they don't. No, they're like a like a dead dog from our past that we had when we was a kid. We still love them; they're just yeah. not around. Yeah, I still you know carry their bones with me everywhere I yeah, go. I got I got my old golden retriever and this here cargo pants. <laughs> Most of her. That's weird. I was just joking though. Oh, yep. Yeah. No. Uh, so some of the ones uh, for me. So you talk. You started off with Telltale. Yeah. I would say for me, Treasure is a big one. Yeah. You mentioned them. Now I wasn't terribly familiar with this name, but it turns out I'm familiar with some of the games. Yeah. So some of the games. Now they're not. Um, I, I think they're sort of cultly loved. Okay. I'd say that because they've had, you know, successes like Gunstar Heroes, which is it's a big one. It's a big one, but it's still kind of a cult classic. It's yeah. not on the same tier when as like a Sonic, of course. Sega, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they yeah. don't immediately think. I mean, I think it's like second tier, sure, you know. But the games, I mean, they were, they were really known for, I think, getting the most out of the limited resources on those systems. They were ex Konami folk that okay. came together and, and formed Treasure. And so a lot of the games, especially if you think of Gunstar Heroes, really pushes a lot of what those consoles could do to its max. You know, yeah. just the visuals and, and the amount of flash and pizzazz. And then, of course, just the fun factor yeah. that they were able to, to work into it. So I really enjoyed Treasure games, uh, notably Gunstar Heroes for a long time. But they also did stuff like Dynamite Heady. A lot of people are familiar with Ikaruga. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. That's a really big one. And, of course, it's, it's very inventive of its very new take on um, or very unique take on um, you know the shooter right genre having to go back and forth between light and dark and, and dodge certain things so that's really interesting and fun uh, you got things like Radiant Silver Gun also a big arcadey mm-hmm. uh, shooter series that people like uh, Silpy is another one uh, one that I think uh, is is interesting because um, I picked this game up recently to add to the collection it's called Stretch Panic okay for the PS2 is it about a limo it isn't it's weird as hell. And okay. actually, it's kind of... it's It was weird in a, like, awkward way when I bought it. I usually go and, like, throw the games in the system, see that they work, and, and play yeah. them for a little bit. Sure. Uh, one of these that I got, and my wife was with me when I was trying it out, and it, it's called Stretch Panic, and it looks... It has a cute box. Um, it's, you know, it's like a, a little girl. She's got well, a really you, long you arm. You that your wife is with you, so this must get really weird. Yeah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> and, like, she... It's about this girl that's got these 12 evil sisters or whatever, but... She's like the 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 sisters are all like vain, okay. And um, anyway, like, the the like, part of the game that I remember is that you run around a world where ever all the characters or all the things that you're like grabbing with the arm have giant breasts, like wow. comically large, like mainly just boobs. <laughs> 
and at that point like I could just feel my wife's faith in like video game ethics just drop a little yeah. bit and I was like I had no idea because it's got like a cute little it looks like a like a, a cover of like a Nickelodeon show Boy, is, this, the, is this on that uh, that, that set of ROMs you gave me no, no, in fact, but I will show it to you later if you're really interested. But it's it's no. just really zany. It's that really is, weird. That is so weird. Um, yeah, and I I don't know. I was uncomfortable playing it, and I don't know how yeah, it. I mean, that's very weird. You know, but that was treasure. You know, what are we gonna do? Yeah. Um, and then you know the thing about treasure though is that they are not a defunct company. They're just they're just dormant. They're very dormant, yeah. which I, what I, is what I think is weird. They've not done anything at all uh, since 2013 or well 2014. They had uh, Geist Crusher God, which was a variation of the Geist Crusher that they released on the 3DS in uh, the year previous. But before that, uh, they had Bangai OHD Missile Fury. Um, yeah, the naming 2011. stuff is wild. Yeah, it's a lot of Japanese stuff, obviously. But yeah. Um, but yeah, like. Nothing for a year. I mean, they've only released since 2009 three things, and uh, they're not really. They're, they're still like listed, quote yeah, unquote, they're, listed they're, as active. Yeah, I mean, interesting. Yeah, they're well, they're a private company, so I guess they do what they want. Yeah, they're not publicly traded, so I don't really know if they're. Gotcha. I don't know what they're doing, but you know, as of 2009, that's the last update here for for number of employees, 20 to 30 employees in 2009, and that's almost 10 years ago. Like we don't know yeah. anything about them. They're very it's I mean, crazy. Yeah. So I don't know. I think maybe uh, Treasure could be just a group of developers that do other things. Okay. And when they get around to it, they'll get around to it. Yeah. I don't know. But or maybe they're defunct and nobody just knows. Very strange. Yeah, man. Cool. So I'll bring up one here, and this one's probably a lot on the tip of a lot of people's tongue that are listening right now. But it's one that, that I actually played a lot of these games, so I feel connected to them, and, and I'm sad. Uh, that they are no longer around, and that is Pandemic. Uh, they were a victim of EA, you know, typical bullshit from EA. Yeah. Uh, but they made some of uh, the best games of the, uh, like, the PlayStation 2, Xbox generation. Um, they made uh, Triple Play 2002 for EA uh, before they were sort of, like, bought by them. So, like, obviously, Triple Play series defunct now, but, you know, cool baseball game they did army men rts and then they started uh they jumped into an agreement i guess with activision and, and then lucas arts later on to do some star wars stuff they did star wars the clone wars was that which is actually kind of an underrated game uh i think uh in terms of star wars games but then they did the much beloved uh battlefronts they did the oh. first battlefront and the second battlefront which are obviously massively uh loved and uh, they did a few like uh, I guess semi original thing like the Mercenary series. I don't know if you ever played those, no. uh, but they're like third person action games that were kind of lacked a little bit of flavor, but were pretty fun. Uh, they did Destroy All Humans, um, the first one and the second one. Um, but the the last one that I played from them, I guess the last two. Uh, was Lord of the Rings Conquest. And this is one that a lot of people don't remember, I think. I'm not even sure how um, how big this thing was. But it was essentially like a Lord of the Rings version of Battlefront. So it was sort of like a third-person action game where you could call in like heroes from the movies to come help you. Really right. cool. And it looked great back in the day. Like I, I don't know how well it will hold up now, but I really enjoyed that game when it was uh, when it was out back way back when and on that... Uh, I guess it was I played it on PS3 or maybe Xbox 360, uh, and then like they play or they made the uh, Saboteur, which it played a little bit, but it never really got into it. It also sort of felt like it lacked some personality, which is kind of the the thing with them is like unless they had an existing property to work with, 
their original stuff was kind of not great. Okay. But, um, but the, I mean, they were really quality games, really influential stuff, especially like the Battlefront series. Obviously, those are well, well, well loved uh, within people's memories and, and have lots of nostalgia for those games. But, you know, a typical uh, EA sob story, you know, they, they get bought up and then go kaput. Uh, but one of those teams that I think if they were still around, they'd be making some really cool stuff. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because they, I mean, it's a good lineage, what they did. Do you know anything about uh, where some of the key folks might have gone to? I don't. I really don't. Like, I, I tried to look up to figure out where they ended up, but um, I think that some of them ended up, you know, sort of just scattered. I think some of them ended up at maybe 343 to do some Halo stuff, but, mm-hmm. like, I don't think they actually went out and formed, like, a new studio or anything. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, my uh, one of my other ones uh, was actually going to be Maxis, right? Because they're dead to me. They're dead, but they're still around. They are still around. Yeah. They're making like sim stuff and, of course, uh, mobile things for EA. Yeah. But I guess, um, I guess the part that sucks for me specifically is the Sim City series sort mm. of had its death knell there in 2013. Yeah, that was gross. Largely due to I think EA's yeah. um, meddling. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, just the design of the game was kind of poop. But uh, there's also, I mean, you, you think back to, like, how creative they were back in the day before they were gobbled up yeah. by EA and they were releasing things like, you know, uh, the Sim Life stuff, Sim Farm, Sim Ant, Ant Sim <laughs> Copter. I remember, Sim Ant. How yeah. long is that? Uh, Sim Golf, Sim Park, you know, Sim Safari. And, there was, and those were all kind of fun. Yeah. You know, and they're, if anything, like, like slightly educational. Like I learned a lot about how civics work because of playing SimCity um, and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of that's probably it's gone. It's gone forever, at least for Maxis. Yeah, because yeah, definitely for them. And because they're just going to make marketable, probably yeah. cash grab shit for EA. Exactly, and uh, and I guess this is sort of you know, I'm they're dead to me because I'm probably not going to buy. I'm not going to play The Sims. No. Uh, the Sims are fine. I'm just not interested. Yeah. That's and, not how I want to spend my time. And I just like the the other like sort of god mode type games that they yeah. produced. And largely because, one, the aesthetic was always great, but they had a great sense of humor about, about it, too. Mm. Um, while while it was like largely supposed to be rooted in realism, a lot of like the little headlines and little stuff that they would do... It's always fun. ...was fun. And they made it a video game and not just a boring right. you know, blueprint for yeah. how to raise an ant farm you know they made it fun (laughs) right so yeah so i I do miss those guys uh being what they were even though they are still around and still probably doing well yeah given the you know they're under ea's umbrella and they're pushing out mobile stuff not to die under that umbrella and the sims will will print money for them yeah always because you know you can release one sims game and then you can release expansions for it for 13 years and people buy every single one of them costume packs and pads and houses gotta have it yeah, so uh, another one for me, and this is taking it back uh, a few gens, is uh, what ended up being called Acclaim Studios Austin, but was previously Iguana Entertainment. I have some very fond memories of seeing that Iguana Entertainment logo splash up onto my N64 screen. Yeah. Uh, and even before that, you know, they were responsible for like the uh, OG NBA Jam. Uh, NFL Quarterback Club, Frank Thomas, Big Hurt Baseball. They did a lot of sports stuff early sure. on. Good stuff. Um, but uh, then in 1996 or 97, they dropped out a game that pretty much, I, I think it was more influential to me than, than GoldenEye, which was uh, Turok, Dinosaur Hunter. 
I loved that game so much because it was, you know, a comic book game. It was something that was a little bit more zany. It was kind of fast paced for the day. Um, and I, I still love that game. I, you know, I still remember the, the main God code to it for the cheats. Oh, nice. So it's, it's still it's a super fun um, heritage that they have. Uh, they went on to do some other things like Forsaken, which I don't know much about that game. I know it's another shooter, but... It's only 64 as well, yeah, right? It yeah. Is, yeah. It was, uh, people liked it, I think. Yeah, I think it even just got ported over to PC maybe or maybe some, some new stuff too. Yeah. Which I know that someone did that for the old... Um, Turok games too, uh, but yeah, they did all the mainline Turok stuff. So one, two, and then uh, Rage Wars, and then Shadow of Oblivion. So they did some really cool Turok games and Evolution. So yeah, I uh, you know it looks like they kind of bit the dust around two thousand four, two thousand five. Essentially, I don't know if it took that long for them to close, but like I said, they went through like a claim, uh, bought them out, and then sort of reshuffled. So yeah. But anyway, Iguana Entertainment. I just have fond memories mm. of, of seeing that, that that cute big lizard sprawled across them letters. Yeah, and one of the one of the funner ones uh, playing NBA Jam. Yeah, we had the they basketball. were responsible for the port of that or helped with the port, I guess. And uh, yeah, he would have the spinning the basketball on his finger. Yeah, yeah, Very good cool memories. Stuff. Get nostalgic about little in, like screens like that. <laughs> yeah, like if you're like fun. a PlayStation noise come on. That one doesn't do it for me. It doesn't it? Doesn't I, I, it's probably because I just Maybe. I didn't pay attention to it as much. Oh, okay. The GameCube one does. Game. Or if yeah. you hold down the button, it makes the squeakies. I didn't know that. What? It does what now? Like if you hold down... What, what's the button where they're... Like Z? on the GameCube controller, it's, there's only one. It's not on the left and right, but it's on the... Z. It's Z. Mm-hmm. If you hold down, down Z during the powering it on, like it makes little like squeaky sounds like a dog toy instead of the... the I had chimes. no idea. Yeah. I, I didn't actually have a GameCube growing up. Okay. But um, I got one maybe when I was 20 or so. I got you. Yeah, next time you turn on a game, you hold on that button. Yeah, I feel like if I was a, I was going to make the point, though, if I was a kid, I would have probably learned that. You would have figured it out. Yeah. Because yeah, I figured it out. Neat. Neat. Fun. Um, yeah, that is fun. You know what's not fun, though? What's not Hudson fun? Hudson Soft dying. Oh, oh my no. God. I loved some Hudson Soft. Boy, they've made some good stuff. They did. The little B. If I saw the little B on a game, I knew I was going to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, dude, uh, looking through this list, and I guess I'm not real sure what all that they've published and what all they have developed in this list. Okay. There is a lot of stuff. I'll go ahead and say that they they did uh, go defunct in 2012. It's been six years. Uh, but they were responsible for, you know, even some consoles. They were responsible for the Turbo Graphics. You know, okay, that was a, yeah. the Hudson Soft product. Uh, they, um, I think they had close tie-ins to Konami. I want to say that's true. Okay. Um, and I don't know whether they were derived or parted parted from, or maybe it was uh, a faction of Konami, sort of like the way that, um, what was it? Somebody uh, had Ultra. I guess it was Konami also had Ultra. Yeah. Ultra games. I think so that's right. I don't know if Hudson Soft was, was like that or if they were just, you know, a subsidiary. I don't know. But they are defunct. And they were responsible for some good stuff. Um, you know, way, way back, especially some that come to mind are, of course, Bomberman. Oh, yeah. They, I think they had most of that series until, you know, Bomberman R, obviously. Yeah. Um, and they were responsible for, I think, porting a lot of really important games uh, like Donkey Kong and um, a lot of, like, the black box games. I want to say that they did that. Uh, but, you know, of course, you know, Bomberman and then uh, Blazing Lasers was, was one mm. that comes to mind about the, the Turbo Graphics. They did a lot of stuff with Turbo Graphics. Bonks. Okay. You know, a lot, of this, a lot of that stuff is just theirs in general um, for their own console. Uh, modernly, I don't know what some of their last stuff was. Um, 
I think maybe just Bomberman ports and uh, a lot of stuff that stayed in Japan, a lot of mobile stuff. Uh, so they sort of fizzled out there at the end and were relegated to just basically Bomberman and iPhones. Okay. So that's probably a reason why they went away. Yeah, that'll happen. Uh, but they also did like really random. You remember Bloody Roar? You remember that game? Yeah, I yeah, do. Like, it, yeah, yeah, random random arcade game where you just would you'd walk past it and be like, "Is that is that a dinosaur? Can yeah. I be a dinosaur in a fighting game? <laughs> that's kind of cool. Possible? It's not that fun, but it's like right. that is a neat idea. Yeah, you know, Primal Rage did that too, which was fun. Well, I don't think it had anything to do with that, but not Hudson didn't. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, I just yeah, I, and didn't they do like some publishing work on like the Adventure Island series? Yes, yes. Because uh, that, that, that's my strongest connection to them because I play I randomly somehow I think someone just gave my sister and I a copy of it when we were young, which was uh, Adventure Island three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember playing that game so much that you know I would hear the music when I laid down at night. They also developed a lot of the early Mario parties. That's as cool. Well. Yeah, very. They cool. did a lot of work with Nintendo. Well, yeah, especially yeah, smart. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff, man. But uh, defunct. Yeah, all gone. All that's gone. So that's sad. But I'm very sure sad. a lot of those people, a lot of those talents, were spread around. Yeah, hopefully. Because I mean, they had their hands in so many projects. So you many. know. There's had to be a big team, big group of people. They don't, they don't, they don't just evaporate when the when the place shuts down. You know, yeah. they go places. So. Right. They don't all just die. Yeah, they fill other <laughs> other gaps in the industry. But it's just right. sad because you know you get you get attached to like a company or something like that, and right. it has a flavor to it. Exactly. They kind of bring their own mm-hmm. you know formulas to to bear. Exactly. Which, you know, which I felt very strongly. The strongest, obviously, formula is the Telltale formula. But like with the anytime you saw the you know the iguana. You kind of had a feel for what you were going to be playing, even though the genres might be different. You knew that it was going to be, you know, heightened reality. Right. And that's just kind of what they traded in. Yeah, yeah. Well, that pretty much does it, though. I guess those are sort of our... uh, Our sad, super sad swan song. Swan song. I don't know if there's swan songs, but yeah. Yeah. Is that a word, reminiscent? Sure. We'll yeah. say that. Okay. We'll say that. That's what that was. Yeah. yeah. So the little Telltale Pandemic Iguana Treasure Maxis Hudson Soft. See you later. Yeah. You know? Peace out. I really hope something happens with this Telltale situation, but I doubt it will. Worst case scenario, EA picks it up. That is a horrible scenario. And we might get a Star Wars Telltale game. Yeah, that's true. We would. But um, I don't know. It just. Yeah. I'd rather not have it at all, I guess. And yeah. for EA to yeah. make it weird, it? have some loot boxes or something. <laughs> that would be horrible. So it's easy. It's fun. It's <laughs> yeah. like low. It's low to, to poke at EA like that. But yeah. I mean, they would do it. They'd fuck they, it. They'd eventually fuck it up. All right. Well, that's that does it for episode seventy six. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it was fun. We got a little sad there at the end, but I think we did. I think okay. we we filled it with hope. Maybe something will happen. Yeah. You know those those games were while they I guess financially flopped. And speaking about Telltale games, right? Um, you know. Those IPs are valuable, and a lot of those games, I mean, most of those games are really good. Tales of the Borderlands is one that people forget to talk about. Always, and it's one of my favorite games. Yeah, a lot of those are, are, are amazing. Um, I think somebody will pick it up and run with it. I, I hope so. And, and, and let it be said that this is just further, um, I guess, uh, prompting to, like, if you, if there is a developer out there that is making games that you like, you know, it may be small, but seriously, try to try to buy their shit, right? Yeah. You know, because you want to keep people like that in business. If you care about this, you know, uh, hobby and this entertainment, then, you know, if you have the chance to, to buy their game, uh, make sure you go do it. And I get 
going for the deals, and I get that. I mean, if they're yeah. going to be given, I mean, and that was a crazy thing. Like all of their games were almost free. Yeah, it was like twenty bucks. Yeah, or you could buy, you could get like a whole pack of like five series, right? For like a dollar. Yeah, it was. You know, stupid. there's some sales. It got like, stupid. Yeah, it's like maybe that was the problem. Could have been. You know. You know. I would have gladly played more, but I didn't have to. Right. And a lot of times I would wait for the season to end. Yeah. And that's always a thing, too. Like, I don't want to wait two months for a game. Yeah. But that kind of, we didn't actually tie this back, but I'll do that now. Yeah, yeah. I was just working towards that. Yeah, which is why, uh, you know, I mentioned when the Life is Strange uh, 2 episode 1 drops, normally I'm like, you know what, I'll just wait till the whole season and play it all in one chunk. But at this point, I think I'm just going to go ahead and buy that first episode, you know, just to validate that they're on the right track and then hopefully keep don't nod and square enix paired up to to make this series that i love yeah i mean the flip side for me i'm just going to wait for them all to come out and still buy it but right i just because i like to do that and have them all in one nice package and play them all together and sure and again if they're if they're going to make it cheap i'll buy it did you sorry but did you finish the before the storm did you even play that that's what i said i haven't played the 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 in-betweener I meant before the storm. That's not the in-betweener. That's the prequel. Well, I have not played that either. Okay. I didn't know that there were two different things. There's Life is Strange, Life is Strange Before the Storm, and then Captain Spirit. Yeah, I I was considering... I thought Before the Storm was... I I guess maybe chronologically released-wise, it was the in-betweener between season one and season two. Correct. That's kind of what I was thinking. Correct. But yeah, you're saying it is a prequel. Yeah. Yeah. I have not played that, though. Okay. 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 No, no, no. All right. Well, that pretty much does it for our episode. Thanks for hanging out and checking us out. Once again, you can find us on Twitter at Polykill. I am over there at TravPlaysGames. I am at the TheMcAxel. And we are there likewise on Instagram with those same monikers. We are also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Podcast. That is, if you're still on that cesspool, you can find us on there and like <laughs> our page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please, God, please, we have made some videos. We've done it. Please go there and subscribe and watch. Rate us on iTunes specifically or any service that you use polykill.com you can find the blogs as well as the videos and the podcast cartridgeclub.org is where ourselves and all of our friends from the cartridge club go and hang out check out the forums check out musty hobbits of the second breakfast youtube channel check out the now series that is on the cartridge club youtube to get in on what's going on in the club once again drop us a line send us a tasteful nude to polykillpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com and we'll catch you next time all right he's out <laughs>